Hello, and welcome to Improve Something Today. I'm Brian. Since we last spoke, I've kept myself busy with a new job and a new client in an industry that's also new to me. Things I've worked towards for a long time are finally coming to pass. Meanwhile, I've had this cough and congestion that I can't shake, and I'm staying at home with my family while the world goes straight to hell. It's the spring of coronavirus, and everybody's having to change and adapt. And adaptation is the great human necessity, isn't it? There's a limit to how much we can change, and there's a limit to how far we can take our project of human flourishing on this beautiful gray-blue planet of ours without changing. Right now, I find myself grieving for the way of life that has passed. Here in the United States, we see the fruits of a generation of Clintonian means-tested everything, the hollowing out of the public sphere, the decimation of public institutions, which we use to manage risks too great for the private sector to address, much less remediate. But decimation is too kind a word for what's happened to these public institutions. Our serial rapist, dead-ender reality TV star president, and his Christianist guns and drums idiot thralls, gutted the Centers for Disease Control by 80%, not 10. That's no decimation. They're now spreading hateful lies, and by their dissembling inaction, also spreading this new, deadly virus. We don't know where this is heading, except that we're headed there together, in darkness. Now I want to offer you something that's brought me comfort, in the hope that it will comfort you, too. I offer you the words of Shantideva, an Indian prince who lived back in the 8th century. This guy had a vision and renounced his inheritance and his throne and wandered and struggled. He wound up at a Buddhist monastery called Nalanda, where he wandered and struggled. In this structured environment, he didn't or, or couldn't adapt to the structure. His buds like to say that his three great realizations were eating sleeping, and shitting. Was Shantideva staying up all night, pickling his GI tract with hunger and sleeplessness as he frantically studied, a sort of uh, Victor Frankenstein-style crazed undergraduate, but dealing with the sutras instead of body parts? Or was he just a loser, some weakling scraping by until he flunked out? Who can say? Either way, one day his buds at the monastery popped him up to the podium and challenged him to give a talk. Shantideva asked everybody if they wanted him to recite an existing teaching or share a new, original teaching, one that he'd cooked up. Of course they asked for his new teaching. From this guy? What a train wreck that'd be. Cheap entertainment. So Shantideva spoke, and this was what he said. I'm going to read for the Wallace and Wallace English translation. There's some Buddhist terminology. If you don't know it, just let it wash over you. It's okay. I give you Shantideva. 1,300 years ago, up at the podium, everybody expecting a great laugh out of this failed prince, failed monk, failed human, presumably with his stomach rumbling menacingly, a flop sweat on his brow. He said, I happily rejoice in the virtue of all sentient beings, which relieves the suffering of the miserable states of existence. May those who suffer dwell in happiness. I rejoice in sentient beings' liberation from the suffering of the cycle of existence, and I rejoice in the protector's bodhisattvahood and Buddhahood. I rejoice in the teacher's oceanic expressions of the spirit of awakening, which delight and benefit all sentient beings. 
With folded hands, I beseech the fully awakened ones in all directions that they may kindle the light of Dharma for those who fall into suffering owing to confusion. With folded hands, I supplicate the jinas who wish to leave for Nibbana that they may stay for countless eons and that this world may not remain in darkness. May the virtue that I have acquired by doing all this relieve every suffering of sentient beings. May I be the medicine and the physician for the sick. May I be their nurse until their illness never recurs. With showers of food and drink, may I overcome the afflictions of hunger and thirst. May I become food and drink during times of famine. May I be an inexhaustible treasury for the destitute. With various forms of assistance, may I remain in their presence. For the sake of accomplishing the welfare of all sentient beings, I freely give up my body, enjoyments, and all my virtues of the three times. Surrendering everything is Nibbana, and my mind seeks Nibbana. If I must surrender everything, it is better that I give it to sentient beings. For the sake of all beings, I have made this body pleasureless. Let them continually beat it, revile it, and cover it with filth. Let them play with my body. Let them laugh at it and ridicule it. What does it matter to me? I have given my body to them. Let them have me perform deeds that are conducive to their happiness. Whoever resorts to me, may it never be in vain. For those who have resorted to me and have an angry or unkind thought, may even that always be the cause for their accomplishing every goal. May those who falsely accuse me, who harm me, and who ridicule me all partake of awakening. May I be a protector for those who are without protectors, a guide for travelers, and a boat, a bridge, and a ship for those who wish to cross over. May I be a lamp for those who seek light, a bed for those who seek rest, and may I be a servant for all beings who desire a servant. To all sentient beings, may I be a wish-fulfilling gem, a vase of good fortune, an efficacious mantra, a great medication, a wish-fulfilling tree, and a wish-granting cow. Just as earth and other elements are useful in various ways to innumerable sentient beings dwelling throughout infinite space, so may I be in various ways a source of life for the sentient beings present throughout space until they are all liberated. Just as the Sugatas of old adopted the spirit of awakening, and just as they properly conform to the practice of the Bodhisattvas, so I myself shall generate the spirit of awakening for the sake of the world, and so I myself shall properly engage in these practices. Upon gladly adopting the spirit of awakening in this way, an intelligent person should thus nurture the spirit in order to fulfill his wish. Now my life is fruitful. Human existence is well obtained. Today I have been born into the family of the Buddhas. Now I am a child of the Buddha. Thus, whatever I do now should accord with the Bodhisattva's family, and it should not be like a stain on this pure family. Just as a blind man might find a jewel amongst heaps of rubbish, so this spirit of awakening has somehow arisen in me. It is the elixir of life produced to vanish death in the world. It is an inexhaustible treasure, eliminating the poverty of the world. It is the supreme medicine that alleviates the illness of the world. It is the tree of rest for beings exhausted from wandering on the pathways of mundane experience. It is the universal bridge for all travelers on their crossing over miserable states of existence. It is the rising moon of the mind that soothes the mental afflictions of the world. It is the great sun dispelling the darkness of the world's ignorance. It is the fresh butter formed from churning the milk of Dharma. For the caravan of beings traveling on the path of mundane existence and starving for the meal of happiness, it is the feast of happiness that satisfies all sentient beings who have come as guests. 
Today I invite the world to Sugatahood and temporal happiness. May the gods, asuras, and others rejoice in the presence of all the protectors. Well, that was Shantideva, his spirit of kind generosity and anger channeled into action brings me great comfort. And that's all I have for you in this episode of Improve Something Today. We're in this together. I'll be back soon with more methods and theory and junk like that. That can wait. Today it's enough, I hope, for us all to be human. Stay safe, stay inside, stay healthy, find peace, and thanks. Thanks.